Hello, yoga teacher. Welcome back to the Next Level Yoga Academy podcast. Thank you for being here. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you a few resources that we have available to you at your fingertips right now to help you take your teaching to the next level. All of these resources are available at nextleveloyogaacademy.com slash resources. The first resource we have for you is a free ebook, Beyond Yoga Teacher Training, Practical Tips to Get Your Yoga Teaching Journey Started. This book has already helped thousands of yoga teachers all over the world, and you can grab it right now to help you take your next step on your yoga teaching journey. We also have two free mini guides that are available at your fingertips, a pranayama guide and an asana guide to help you enhance your verbiage, knowledge, cueing, sequencing, assisting. It's available to you right now. We also have two paid versions of the guides that give you more in-depth detail and more poses, but the free ones are there too. Lastly, we have our Next Level Yoga Community app. So you can practice with Summer and I right from the comfort of your home, on your phone, on our app. There's over 75 plus yoga classes and meditation all available right at your fingertips. And you can do it right now for seven days for free right on our app. Again, all these resources are available at nextleveloyogaacademy.com slash resources. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Yoga Academy uh, podcast. My name is Pedro Luna, and I'm here solo today recording this episode on easy ways to create fall-themed yoga classes. We are streaming this live on our Instagram. We like to do that sometimes. Uh, today happens to be one of those days. It was impromptu. I decided to do this about uh, three hours ago, and I set up a nice little podcast for us today. So just uh, some value that we can add to the listeners out there, uh, whether you're hearing it evergreen, you know, years and lifetimes in the future, or whether you're on Instagram Live, we got something for everybody today. So let's just talk about general first. Uh, I might have some questions on Instagram that come through, and we'll, we'll throw those into the podcast too. Um, so if you have any questions on Instagram, feel free to put them in. So let's just talk about first how to incorporate class themes, like best practices for incorporating class themes into your classes. Not necessarily have to be fall, but just some easy ways to do it if you're looking to try to you know do that in your practice. If you've been teaching for a little while and you're confident in your skills as a teacher and uh, you know your audience, um, might be some time to maybe start incorporating some themes. Um, it's it's not necessary. Know that this is not necessary. You do not have to do these class themes. But it is, um, it does get your community engaged. It uh, starts to get them to know a little bit more about you and uh, your creative side, like your right brain thinking, your intuitive thinking. And um, and it gives you a chance to learn and grow. All right, that's why I like to do uh, class themes and class challenges uh, where you do a series of classes together, uh, just because it helps to build trust with your students. It helps you to expand and grow, and that's always great. And then offer a little bit different of value to your uh, regular attending students without asking them for anything extra. They're coming to the class anyway. This is just a bonus offering and that might lead to something else down the road. So we're adding value, which is essential. Um, when you're incorporating a class theme, the first, the first thing and the first thing I like to do is just like what time of year is it, right? So we're going to talk about fall class themes in a second. But what time of year is it, right? How do we use our natural world? to enhance our class, our theme, and our offering, right? So is it nature, uh, you know, the change of seasons? That's always a great time. Equinox, that's always a great time to do stuff. Um, the holidays, um, those are like using all of that and incorporating that. And then also like what's going on in the world, being in tune with what's happening in your community and in the world, um, not only like directly around you and also globally. 
and using that to impact your theme and your class will make everybody know that you're you're in tune, right? And when you're in tune, they're going to feel in tune, the students are going to feel connected, and there's going to be growth and trust that happens. So knowing your audience and what they like is essential, obviously, also. If you uh, are teaching at a gym or if you're teaching at uh, you know a yoga studio, there might be different styles of the way that you are going to incorporate your theme. Um, so just kind of knowing your audience, like kind of what they like, the style that they like, and how you're going to tailor this theme to your audience, right? So tune, being in tune with your audience and what they like about yoga, spirituality, and what you can offer to enhance that. What are you passionate about? Ask yourself that. Like, what are you passionate about? And um, how can you incorporate that into your theme? If it's something that you are actually passionate about, it's going to be a lot easier to incorporate it into your theme because it's going to flow naturally. It's not going to be something that you have to study on so much and like really figure out and memorize. Like it's something that's going to come to you naturally. And when it comes from a place of grace and natural, it's just going to be a lot easier. There's going to be less resistance for you um, executing the theme and, and teaching the class. So try to think about that. What am I passionate about? How does that resonate with the theme of what I want to teach? And then how can I share that as a you know a conscious message? Um, and then you want to weave the theme throughout the experience, right? So we don't want to just talk about the theme in the beginning and have an intention and then that's it. That's not theming a class. That's just having an intention for a class, which is great. Having your intention for the class is fantastic. But having an intention uh, is different than having a theme. So if you're having a theme, obviously you're gonna that's going to be part of the first thing you're talking about with your students as they come to class, talking about the intention for the experience, weaving that into your breath work, weaving that into the shapes that you're going to teach them the different poses, weaving that into maybe a little guided meditation or a little body scan, and then how does that incorporate into your savasana and your wrap-up. So weaving it in through all the elements of the experience is uh, is important, right? Don't just do it at the beginning. Don't just do it in the beginning and then talk about it at the end. Like, and the whole the whole middle is just like a regular class. Don't do that, right? Go the extra step and really weave the entire theme into all the entire experience. The last thing I like to talk about. Um, well, there's a couple more things, but when you're having the uh, just just again general about theming, then we'll get specific for fall. Um, music. Make sure that your music matches the theme. The energy, and this goes for always, the energy of the music really has to match the tone of the experience for your students. If you like music with a lot of words in it, uh, and especially if they're English words and you're teaching in English, that can be that can get kind of tricky because they're the brain, their brain is trying to hear verses and lyrics and also your teaching. And sometimes that gets a little bit gargled and messy up here for your students. So be mindful of music that you're using to enhance the experience and always make sure the music is the background. For me, the music is the background and it enhances not a yoga, the yoga of sound helps to enhance the experience, but it is it is not just the experience, but it, it certainly is part of it, but make sure that it matches and vibes with your theme or whatever you're teaching and matches the vibe of the room. Super important. Um, so those are kind of like my outline, my just like tidbits of pieces of information for incorporating class themes. And then we'll get into the fall. If you like that stuff, you can smash the heart button if you're on Instagram Live. Just to let me know you're still out there and that, that that vibes with you. Hopefully you have a little bit of takeaways from this. And again, you'll be able to re-listen to it on Spotify or Apple 
once the recording is over, if you're on Instagram live. Um, but, uh, you know, notes are always handy unless you're driving, like don't, don't write and drive. Don't, don't do any of that. <laughs> um, as far as the fall class themes go, a very common and popular one, actually, right before I got on this, uh, this podcast, I opened up my email and there was an email from, uh, Anamaya Resort uh, in Costa Rica, which is a beautiful facility. We had a retreat there this year. If you have never been there, 10 out of 10 recommended. But um, they opened, uh, the email was titled Letting Go. And that's the theme of all the classes that I'm teaching for the month of October. Like the monthly theme for our community is letting go. Um, and so when I'm thinking about letting go, let, let's consider this, right? <clears throat> what shapes can I use to incorporate that? And, and then obviously letting go is popular for the fall in this hemisphere uh, with the leaves changing, you know, things slowing down, longer nights, shorter days, and cooler weather. Right? So what are some things that might vibe with the feeling of letting go? I like to say um, there's a couple different things. Number one, I like to use poses that are more uh, grounding and calming, right? So I'm not trying to do a power vinyasa class as much or build as much heat in my in my themed classes because I'm working to find more of a slower paced inward experience. A great pranayama experience for that is alternate nostril breathing. If you've never done Nadi Shodhana in your classes or Ananom Balom where you're doing alternate nostril breathing with the breath retention, maybe now is a great time to introduce your students to it if they're open to it and if you're open to you know sharing it with them. This is a great time of year to do that. You know, alternate nostril breathing, finding balance, grounding, and more. It's more of a calming breath. Another, and maybe you're on the opposite side of that, and you're in a really, you're in a cold room, right? Let's say you teach in a, a hotel ballroom, and those are really cold, or you teach in a gym, and they keep the AC pumping, and it's cold. Maybe uh, you do a little more um, Kapalabhati breathing. Maybe you're doing a little bit more breath of fire or Bastrika breathing, right? Building some heat in like the beginning of your classes so that they can warm up and then you know transitioning to ujjayi breath or what have you um so think about that how can i incorporate that into my theme as far as like warming from the inside out finding from our core the cooling air of the outside like we don't want to do so much shatali breathing because it's already cooled outside unless you live in florida like me and it's warm <laughs> but for the most part um you know think about that so that could be for your pranayama what kind of shapes do you want to incorporate into letting go in the fall theme? Like maybe we want to talk about tree pose is a great one, obviously. Like tree pose is fantastic. Um, what else did I write down? Longer savasanas, great when it's a little bit darker outside, a little uh, quieter, the noise is not so not so hustle bustle and busy out there. Longer savasana, downward facing dog, rooting in, but also allowing blood flow to rush down to the head. Right, rooting in, right, feeling the surface, the earth beneath us with our hands. Um, downward facing dog is a great shape for that. Right. And even I like to do this time of year, it's more, uh, I like to do a little more body scans in the Savasana. It doesn't have to be a full yoga nidra. It doesn't have to be a 20 minute experience. It can be a simple five, you know, three to five minute or less body scan. Once you're relaxed down, uh, you know, before you say, you know, say we're going to start moving to the Savasana, we're going to have a little gentle body scan just to let go and release any tension to notice these spaces within our body that maybe we could use a little bit more release in. And you just like go through the body, you start at the head and you just say like, relax your scalp, relax your eyes, soften your facial muscles, let go of tension in your shoulders. Do that right now. Just hear the words, let go of tension in your shoulders and know what, notice what happens to your shoulders. 
your shoulders move like two inches away from your ears. I don't know why it happens that way. Maybe it's just me, but I don't think it is because I've tried this before in a lot of different exercises. You know, release tension through the, uh, the belly and the chest, anything you're holding on to. And a gentle, easy body scan, right? Easy. Keep it super simple. And um, that can be really helpful in a theme of, uh, you know, of letting go, of release. So, um, you know, Rumi says, be like a tree and let the dead leaves drop. And he's so right, you know, just like during this time of year, it's a time of transition. It's a time of slowing down, longer nights, shorter days, cooler days, and release. So maybe you're incorporating a little bit more yin style postures into your class where you're holding the poses a little bit longer and um, softening more around the edges instead of like, you know, tensing up, engaging and firing up. So, you know, pigeon pose is a great one, you know head to knee pose, like poses that go a little bit more in, inward and introspective are a great time, a great thing to incorporate in this time of year. So I hope that that uh, makes sense as far as like fall class themes and overall class themes that we talked about in the beginning, like how to weave stuff in, what to weave in during the fall and knowing, make sure you know your audience and then, you know, uh, execute the class. And maybe you try it once and then maybe you tweak it based on some feedback that you get or just what you're feeling based on the energy of the group. And then you come back the next week with a, you know, an, another fall theme or maybe you do the same class again, but just, you know, just tweak the poses or tweak the body scan, you know, just tweak a little bit of the verbiage. It doesn't have to be a whole new thing you roll out every week. You can keep the same theme for a month and just change little parts of it and you can build on each other too. So I hope you found this helpful out there. Um, thank you for sticking around if you're here on Instagram Live. Somebody had a question in there. I'm going to ask, uh, Tracy did, if she's still here. I'm going to answer that question. Um, and if you're on the podcast here, thank you for tuning in. If anybody has any further questions, feel free to drop a DM uh, on Instagram or email the show at hello at nextlevelyogaacademy.com. Uh, we got some really cool things in the works for the for the academy coming up in the new year, a teacher training that we're going to be doing in January. If anyone needs to be uh, wants to get certified as a vinyasa yoga teacher with us, and uh, other things too. So thanks for tuning into the show today. We'll take some questions here on Instagram in a moment, but here on the ad, uh, the recording, my friends, we will see you on the next one. Peace.